This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Jonathan Dornbush, Hello. Sam Claiborne, Emag Pooks is Gamescoop backwards, and Ryan McCaffrey. Hi. And we've got a great show for you this week. So much to talk about. We have uh, got a green light to talk about Breath of the Wild once again because there's actual news to talk about. Pooks. Not just how much we love it. We got to talk about Darksiders 3, which was just announced this week. But first, we're hiring. Sam Claiborne right here is actually uh, looking to fill two positions. Yeah, we uh, we promoted some folks and we have some room on our staff at uh, they're they're good they're good neat jobs and one of them is a uh, PC game uh, person so someone that you know plays PC games mainly and knows how to build their own PC that's important and then uh, plays a lot of early access stuff and uh, is into modding. We like that here. We like seeing goofy mods, yeah. and we want to yeah. do more coverage of that. Modding community. Yes, exactly. Uh, the other person is part of should be part of a community too, which would be speedrunning. Uh, we're looking up, uh, we're looking for a person who either is part of like you know the the, the speedrunning community can actually play games really well. That's crucial, mm-hmm. but could actually uh, work on acquiring some cool videos for us, making some of our own. And this person might also be a really really good FPS player or uh, topping the charts on uh, such games as uh, Destiny. That would be very helpful for us too. So just like someone who's like a gaming expert. And if I didn't describe those well, that's okay, because I described describe them twice in our job descriptions and in an article I wrote already, which you can check out today on IGN, yeah. or that's yesterday for you, or uh, just look up IGN hiring, because I'm sure you'll find that in Google. Yeah, and Sam posted the uh, job openings on his uh, on, on Twitter today, so mm-hmm. you can always go to Sam's Twitter profile to find them right there. Yeah, and I'm like su- super interested in both those personally, because mods are really fun to watch, as I mentioned. But man, speedrunning? Like, I want to see yeah. so much more of that, and we talk about this a lot and watch videos, and uh, it's just something that we've been wanting to to cover more. Yeah, I know speedrunning is not a new thing, but it's kind of I, I've just sort of recently started paying attention to it, and I'm, right. I'm super fascinated by, it, especially retro game speedruns. Yep, and I also like people just kicking butt in shooters, and uh, yeah. yeah, either of those things. We're looking for that. Cool. All right, news this week. Uh, we've got the first details on the first. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, the first like content pack download for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Called the Master Trials. Had to use the Tingle image. The perfect. Okay, just move oh, over no. a little bit, Damon. You're per- there he is. Damon Tingle. No, oh, wait, wait, there. I think you like had a costume. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, now we have all the details on what's going to be included in the Master Trials. You have to have the Season Pass to get this uh, yeah. this content. Sometimes you can buy them piecemeal, separately. Not this time, Nintendo says. No way. Did you guys buy that? He says, no way, Jose oh, Wait, Otero. that game's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it last night. You did what? I bought the, you the, bought the season pass? I was waiting until they revealed this information. Yeah. And that's only half the information. Gonna buy. But so I what did you... Mean, you I, I mean, I, I get it, but like... <laughs> 
I'll never get through what's on the disc or mm -hmm. what's on the cartridge. So yeah. you know what's yeah. cool is that this has something that might help you get through what's on the cartridge. It's a mask that shows you when Koroks are nearby. Mm. Yeah. So, well, yeah. so I can yeah. uh, we can run I know down. You found so all paying, paying for cheats basically. <laughs> yes, paying for cheats. We can run down what's what, what is included here, and then I want to get your uh, impressions on this. So it includes a bunch of different modes and items. Uh, it includes something called the Hero's Path mode. Which I thought you I think you might be interested in, Sam. This is uh, allows you to track your progress around the map, right? Yeah. And actually, it will document every step you take and create like a, a green path of footsteps everywhere that you travel in the game up to 200 hours. Can you imagine what yeah. that's going to look like? When you can slide back and path. forth. Yeah, and, and you it can, can let you yeah. Out where there's a, yeah, there's a way to like scrub through your timeline, but I'm not really sure how that how It's going to look yeah. like Harold and the Purple Crayon got in there, <laughs> and then there's going to be like little areas like you'll be like, "Wow, I never touched that area." And then that's going to be where the the dang last shrine is. What's well. cool about that? That's that's almost certainly a developer debug feature that they were using during <laughs> development. To, yeah, that makes they sense. They probably went, "Hey, you know what? This could be really cool to actually give our players access yeah. to in a smart way." Yeah. Uh, and I love that it's going to work retroactively for like someone I've, I've yes. beaten the game uh, so now I can like I'll sensibly load up my game and see everywhere that I walked all 200 hours of progress yeah, yeah. it's amazing which so is, that means if you ever just sat there and let the night go over and over again well yeah <laughs> you really lose your footsteps uh, like you said dot. it also includes the Korok mask which will make it a little bit easier to find Koroks because it'll shake when Korok is nearby which I'm is all over that which is always I feel, think the rest of my plane flights for you know the remaining Year and whatever is all going to be Korok. Yeah, yeah. So. next decade for me. <laughs> yeah, I know it's taken a long time. Yeah. Uh, it includes something called the Trial of the Sword, which is it sounds like uh, maybe like a horde mode. Forty-five rooms where you have to fight through, and you start out with no weapon and no armor. Oh, I like See how that. far That's you can cool. get. And if you get to th if you get to the end, the reward is a permanently charged up Master Sword. So there's another Ooh. great place in the game where you lose everything, which we won't talk about because it's a little bit of spoiler. Mm -hmm. But uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I can't like. Have you guys played Cave of Trials in? No, but that's what they games? said. This is influenced yeah. by. There's, yeah, they're, they can be really hard, and I think it, th there could be a puzzle element to this, <clears throat> where if you don't have the weapons you need, like three enemy rooms down, like you're totally bummed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How great would that be? Like you probably have to hold on to a fire weapon for like a really tough ice enemy later, because that can kill them instantly. Pretty cool. Uh, it also includes hard mode. This one is this mode is a little bit more uh, controversial because it's just it just makes the enemies a little bit more difficult. It, some enemies will actually be more difficult uh, than you would have encountered in the normal uh, game, you know, in normal mode. Uh, striped guys, those guys are hard. Yeah, but that this is the mode to me that like seems like it seems a little odd to be charging. Yeah, monetizing a difficulty mode, I'm not okay with. That seems all. a little a little strange. Did you see the thing about how they're gonna add like platforms for enemies in that? Yeah, they add a. Uh, Adds a number of planks floating throughout Hyrule. After reaching these large planks, players will have the chance to battle enemies and collect more treasure. The yeah, planks I, are on balloons. <laughs> when I was first what? writing Is that the true? story, yes. it's, yeah, so they're giant balloons. Like, they're massive planks. Like, they're big things you can stand on and fight enemies on. But when it's just described as a plank floating with balloons, yeah. that, like, I just imagine this, like, dinky little, like, small wooden plank just floating in the air. But no, it's a big thing. You know who's responsible for those? Tingle. <laughs> Sounds like the word. Oh. <laughs> uh, it adds a new travel medallion, which it's located in a chest somewhere in the game. I like that. So I don't know what that. They hide their. DLC. Shouldn't be hard it's to really find. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Somewhere. Where's this thing I paid for? That I just, don't know. That's already happened. Like with the original DLC, there's three chests that appear. Oh in yeah. Plateau, mm -hmm. and we you know wrote a page about them for the guide because yeah. like you have to find them. Uh, but the travel medallion will create a, a fast travel point anywhere on the map that you can watch it. So it doesn't have to be a tower. I don't understand. Oh, or a shrine. okay. That you can put it in the middle of nowhere. Gotcha. And lastly, the new equipment will be themed on characters like Midna and Tingle, as well as games like Phantom Hourglass and Majora's Mask. So that's what's included in the first pack, and I think that's only that's one of two yeah. that you get with the $20 season pass. Uh, they have not provided a release date for Master Trials yet, although they said summer yeah. 2017. And then the other one is the one that they hinted at will have story-based DLC. Yeah. yeah, which will be fascinating to see how they actually put that in the game. They said it adds a full new dungeon mm -hmm. also, um, which we have a better idea of now. Before yeah, release, we didn't wait, know what yeah, dungeons which were. Which dungeon do you think... There's talking about not a shrine. No, I, like I would assume beasts, like, I would assume more like a one divine of the divine beast. Yeah. yeah, and those aren't we like found the another longest, divine beast. Yeah, <laughs> they're not the, like the longest, craziest dungeons. No, like, Castle is yeah. like a dungeon too. Yeah. So if it's something like that, that'd be really cool. Yeah. 
Well, so I wanted to get your your read on this, whether or not it sounded like it was worth it. But the fact that you already went ahead and bought it sounds, seems like you're on board. Yeah. I know Ryan disagrees. Mm. Well, just not a you know, it's if it if Zelda were a were a ten hour game that mm. I easily plowed through, that might that might be one thing, and I might be like, yeah, cool, yeah, let me get some more of that. No, it's a it's a mammoth game that I'll. Where that are I'll, you at in it? I'm like thirty hours in, and I'm still only through one. Uh, beast. One beast. Which yeah. one did you go for first? Uh, the elephant. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Usually the first one people go to. Yeah, that's oh. weird. They kind of shepherd you there. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jonathan? Uh, I, I'm definitely going to buy it, so I haven't purchased it yet. Uh, I was waiting to hear the information, and after hearing this, and assuming the story DLC will be hefty enough, I'm going to invest now. But I'm not going to play until this pack comes out. I'm also only like 20, 30 hours in, mm. but I haven't played in like a month. Just life has gotten in the way and I've stopped sure. playing Zelda. Mm. But I, I have like OCD when it comes to games. I want to collect all the Korok seeds. I yeah, want to find everything. Same. This is such ease of use, great stuff for me mm. in the way I play. Yeah. It's totally for me. It has value. Yeah, I guess it's also uh, worth keeping in mind that your $20, like this isn't all your $20 gets you. Yes. You're going to get yeah. the other pack that comes later on this year too. Yeah, you can't buy them separately. Yeah. So yeah. if there's one little thing you like in all this, you have to get the bundle. If you really want that tingle outfit, you have to pay 20 bucks. <laughs> I think this is turning out pretty neat it. so far, especially if there is like, you know, a couple months of more Zelda development we're providing for with like some cool story in the fall. Like that's really exciting to me. Yeah. I, I like a lot in this. I like the uh, Heroes Path mode a lot. I think the uh, Trial of the Sword sounds really fun. Uh, the hard mode bugs me, but even if you like, if you took that out, I think that this pack still seems worth it to yeah, me. The rest of it, if they had just made that a free update or something. But speaking of free updates, they uh, unlocked all of the different uh, voice tracks in the game in the latest yeah, update. Yeah, you can play it in the, with the Japanese VO, which is, people say is better. Yeah, I mean, I for me, that would fi fix the one problem with the game. Just <laughs> I think the English voice acting is really bad in that game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would love to be able to play it in Japanese. That's cool. And it, you can just flip, on, flip the switch. Yeah, really nice. Turn it on, and that is a free download. Yeah, you don't have to pay for that at all. But it will also turn off your free arrow cheat. <clears throat> just from, I don't know, this doesn't matter to players, but a lot of what you just described as being in, in, in this download are things that I'm pretty sure, based on what limited amount I know about how game development works, that cost them almost nothing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like almost—it's just gravy. There's well, so much of this that's pure. I mean, the new dungeon obviously will be a, yeah. a whole thing, but like the so a lot of them are like sliders. Yeah, a lot of them are yeah. just like, well, we just toggle that on now. Yeah. Or yeah. It's, so it's just kind of interesting the you know the the strategy behind you know, trying to make a little extra money off of Zelda. Well, yeah, so it took Nintendo a while to get on the uh, Season Pass train, but now they're going all in, because we also found out today that Fire Emblem Echoes, yes. <laughs> a $40 3DS game, has a $45 Season Pass. That's amazing. Fire Emblem Echoes is an $85 handheld game. Well, and I'm playing Fire Emblem uh, for it's free. Or Heroes. Oh, oh Heroes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing for like over a month now, or however long it's been out. I've been playing it like every day. I've checked yeah. in every day, and there's all this DLC. It's all free, <laughs> and I've never paid anything for it. And like, that's kind of crazy that they would go the exact opposite route on the 3 yeah. Days. Yeah. I don't know what to make of that. That sounds egregious. No, it, it's curious. I mean, they also did the, they tried a different tactic with the last Fire Emblem game on 3DS. I believe it was last with the, the two versions and then the third version that combined the two of yeah. them, Fates. Uh, Birthright. Yes, Birthright and Conquest were yeah. the different paths, but that was largely different yes. single player campaigns. That's a good that point. Diverged. Those were three separate uh, retail packages. Yeah. Or you could buy them all in one. And it looks like a VHS tape. It's really cool. Uh, you know what's funny about that? If that game ends up being as good as Breath of the Wild, then I'm going to be fine with it. Yeah. I mean, it just, just has to meet that standard. So Fire Emblem has to be as good as Breath of the Wild. Okay. Right. Well, no big deal. No, that's fine. <laughs> it just has to meet that standard. It just has to be one and of the best games of all time. It's totally worth 85 bucks. Game of the year debates are going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, in Fire Emblem's case, uh, there's a bunch of smaller downloads that are coming. You can buy them piecemeal. They're like five to seven dollars a piece. Uh, but if you buy if you buy the forty five dollars season pass, you save like thirty percent. So it's like I don't, don't be a it's sucker. Really like sixty sixty five dollars worth of, of downloadable add ons for that That's game. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I really like Fire Emblem. I think that game looks cool. Uh, we're gonna talk about you don't eighty five dollars like it. Though. I mean, I don't know, and I, I also don't know. It's like tough to pick up my three DS these days. Ever since I got my Switch, yeah, uh, yeah. we'll, it's a lot we'll to, talk about a lot to haul oh, yeah. the work. Actually, we'll talk about that a little bit more later on the show. Uh, con continuing. <laughs> The Nintendo news this week, uh, that Mario and Rapids RPG crossover is seeming more and more likely. 
sources uh, apparently leaked some art assets to Kotaku, mm-hmm. uh, which revealed the game to be called Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Plus? Well, that's how plus. it's spelled. Yeah. That's how I'm, I don't know how it's assume it's, it's an A. You like Kingdom Hearts. Explain this title to <laughs> Yes, this ties into the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Uh, anywhere, any game title with Kingdom or Hearts, I'm an expert on. That's pretty much how it works. Now I'm trying to think of other games. <laughs> uh, what is about the uh, card game Hearts? You an expert on that one? Oh, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. that's your favorite. Yeah. First game I ever played. Turn-based combat, two-player local co-op. Mario uses guns that shoot laser beams. There are... Uh, well, you can't shoot bullet bills. Mario. Those are his enemy. <laughs> you can look forward to playing as Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, Peach, and four rabbits dressed as Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, and Peach. Alternate costumes. Yeah. yeah. To- they should have just... What type of game is it? Uh, well, like an RPG, like Mario RPG. So, instead of a Mario RPG, yep. instead of a Paper Mario RPG, mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of a Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga RPG, yep. we're getting a Rabbids Mario RPG. Yes. Sure, I want to know right. how Ubisoft <laughs> convinced Nintendo to go along with this. Maybe Is Nintendo this desperate for third-party support? Maybe. I don't... Go ahead. I think you might have the right angle. You go first. Well, so my thing is the Rabbids are incredibly still popular overseas. Yes. There's a, there's a big audience for them internationally. Not as big as Minions, but they yeah. are... Well, Minions are... They should have done Mario Minions. There are, there are Rabbids. Yeah. Right? Minions are French Rabbids. <laughs> yeah. Which Ubisoft... That, seems, that sounds also. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> So you're, it's, yeah, you're, yeah, it's somewhere in there. So you're telling me uh, the rabbits are still popular. Still popular. Obviously, they've had fewer uh, franchise games, like specifically Rabbids, uh, released, especially in America. But internationally, I believe they're still using. There were, I think, a Ubisoft. I forget if it's Universal or something. They made some uh, rides in a theme park overseas. What? They used rabbits. Yeah. There's a rabbits theme park. There are rabbits theme park rides within an overseas. Uh, There's an animated park, yeah. show too. Yeah. That, that's at least still. Yeah. I remember there was that was made and distributed. There, there's still enough this of game a popularity is only coming out there. In France. <laughs> we have no idea. That's true. Yeah, we should point. This has not been officially announced by Nintendo. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. is coming from uh, leaks. But you know, E3 is right around the corner. And uh, my point uh, to yours is uh, there was a time in which Nintendo was talking about. Uh, before the Switch came out, licensing their characters more. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a big push they were going to do. So this could be something where they just gave their characters to Ubisoft. They used to. I mean, I had uh, Brian Fargo, who's a veteran PC game mm-hmm. developer, uh, started in Exile, which made a ton of great stuff over the years. And he, t- two, uh, t- he worked on two games... Mario teaches typing. Yeah, games oh, that he yeah. made I have that at my way desk. back in the he day. Was in the office, I should have assigned it. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So ah, it's like it's, it's, back. Nintendo has licensed Mario and company out before. They just yep. don't seem to do it too much yeah, these they, days. They're back in that game. For they're sure. definitely trying yeah. to loosen their restrictions with the the Nintendo theme park itself that's coming. Uh, they've wanted to branch out and give their rights to other people. I think so. This is probably an indication if this is true that that from everything you're saying, that. the Rabbids audience is hungry for a deep RPG. It might be Rabbid so. for. Oh, more rabbits. rabbits off the show. All right, see you later. <laughs> uh, Ubisoft is apparently developing this game themselves uh, using their own engine, and it's apparently pretty much done. If it's uh, rumors are to be believed, it's coming in August or September. I'll bet Nintendo's getting a healthier than normal cut of the profits <laughs> of this game in order to. I mean, this happen. Yeah. That'd be my guess. I, I'm surprised to hear that the rabbits are still popular. Anyway. Definitely less so than Mario, but yeah, scoop. yeah, yeah. I'm sure they want to also revive that franchise. See if they can. Remember when we only had uh, Wii Sports, and we all had Wiis. Yeah, and we had to, you know, go home for Christmas, and there's not much else to play. And the Rabbids was Rayman out. Raving Rabbids. Everybody Rayman. played Raymond Raving it a, Rabbids. It was yeah. Raymond. It was a. Raymond. It was a Wii. Everybody launch. loves Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> That's good. It was a Wii launch title, right? Everybody in France loves Raymond. And I even forget it's like it was a spinoff from the Rayman games. Yeah. Too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see if Nintendo wants to uh, reveal this officially at E3. I love uh, Mario RPG, the original Super Nintendo game. Yes. And you know we've never gotten a sequel to that game. Uh, yeah. People say that the the Paper Mario series is that continuation. It's different. I, I know it's different. Yeah. And then also maybe the Mario and Luigi Superstars. It's not spiritual the successors, yeah. but yeah, not, not the same. The it same. doesn't have that weird like clay feel, but that game is all Square Enix. So it's I know that's what yeah. they should, they, I, instead of partnering with Ubisoft, with Nintendo should partner with Square. Yeah. What was to the make soldier another? character that was like super weird? Gino? I don't remember the name. Oh, the sort of puppet yeah. looking guy. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Gino. Very weird. Very weird characters in that game. Uh, moving on. Darksiders 3. 
announced this week. By us. Yes. By us. It worked. Uh, Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Amazon. After a leak from Amazon, officially announced by us. Uh, and I think we have a big preview. Actually, probably by the time you uh, listen to or watch the show, you can see a, read a big preview Hands on, on IGN. Preview will be up. Uh, coming next year for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Features a new protagonist, Fury, female protagonist this time. And uh, so Gunfire Games is a developer, and it's made up of a bunch of ex-Vigil Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the key people from Vigil, Correct. which developed Darksiders 1 and 2. And uh, yeah, I don't know, it's, I'm interested to see how this shakes out. It's been five years since Darksiders 2. I liked the first Darksiders a lot. Didn't I, I never finished Darksiders 2. I got, I didn't, it didn't click. 2 had more much. of an open world um, sort of RPG focus on your gear and everything, more so than the first game did. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas 1 was a little more directed. I loved both games. I'm super excited for this one. I love that they're dipping into the Seven Deadly Sins mm-hmm. as a sort of a plot mechanic. Uh, curious to see how that yeah, works. Yeah, isn't like the... It worked great for Dante's Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The book, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but this story has been big for us this week. I think people are excited. You know, this, it's a... Dark, Dark Siders is a Zelda-like. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, people that own a Switch have been able to enjoy this great new Zelda game recently. But everyone else who doesn't own a Switch, well, now maybe they'll get to... Uh, enjoy their own new Zelda like no, no Switch version announced. No, no Switch Dark version. Three. It just has to be as good as Breath of the Wild. Yep, that's all it has Every to be. Every game. <laughs> it has to yeah. meet. And then I'll like it. Uh, I drove the guides for both those games. For oh, Dark Siders 1 and 2? Yeah, and, and 2. And so I'm not a fan of that series. Really? Okay. You are? So you like... Z- I actually respect those games, and I do think they're they're cooler than I thought they'd be, but I play them way too much. Well, okay. So at least it'll be a new one that I'm not going to write a guide for, hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can shake out. <laughs> it will be interesting to see uh, how the game stands up in a post-Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. world. Yes. We talked about, you know, Breath of the Wild is going to... Well, you can, that character can conceivably climb everything. That's true. Well, yeah. You just have to there was a lot of climbing. The there, there was a lot of climbing game. already in Darksiders, so... Heck, you get a portal gun, Darksiders. You can yeah. only shoot certain platforms with it. That's actually true, yeah. You still get a portal gun. Man, I should revisit the first... Did, I know they did the death definitive edition, right. definitive yeah. edition of Darksiders, what, 2? But they yeah. did, did they do the first one, too? They did War Mastered. War Mastered edition. edition. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look that one up. They're actually legally not allowed to use the regular names uh, for remastered editions. They have to make up puns. Is that, yeah. Wait, is that part true? Part of their country, no. Like, I mean, <laughs> so the first game, are, is the protagonist the same in the first and second? I can't remember at this point. Yeah. No, it was... More than death, More right? than okay. death. So they are going through the Four Horsemen. Though they've changed the Four Horsemen from, as they're known in biblical terms, they're like the, the second two are Fury and Strife. Okay. Uh, so Fury is the protagonist of Darksiders 3. Yeah. Um, Okay, that makes sense. I, I, what I remember liking about the first Darksiders is that it kept, like, it was a huge game, and it just sort of, like, kept revealing more and more layers to it. Mm-hmm. It was one of those uh, situations where whoever who thought was, like, the ultimate boss wasn't the ultimate boss. There was really this guy pulling the strings behind it. And the there's, thing. like, physically big bosses, yeah. which yes. are kind of funny. Yeah. It's, like, it's just a giant skeleton boss in the middle of the city. It's pretty cool. That was, that was a cool game. Uh, check out the preview for Darksiders 3 on IGN, probably right now-ish. Yeah. Uh, here's your, uh, six week warning, ladies and gentlemen, that E3 is about six weeks away. Let me ask you guys this. I want to, want you, want you to your opinion on this. Is this a sign of the times that Oculus is not going to have a booth at E3 this year? Wow. I hadn't thought about that. Well, lots That's of people aren't having a booth at E3 this year. Yeah. Because they're, you know, backing well, out of the ESA thing and doing their own thing. What so I, we don't know if Oculus is doing their own thing, do we? Well, they've, I don't, they've announced that they're not going to have a booth at E3. Yeah. That doesn't know. mean they won't be there, though, right? Like, yeah, out that, at some true. other... They might be attending. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Oculus Rift Games will show up at other like, booths. Like yeah. how EA yeah. has EA Play. But yeah. They're not at, they're not, they don't have a booth at E3 either. Yes. They have yeah. EA Play. You think Oculus is going to do the tent in the parking lot thing? I don't know. I'm just... Well, I'm just, I'm just okay, saying, don't, not, could, don't assume. has not announced its own thing like that. Yeah. Uh, but in recent years, Oculus has actually had a really big booth. Uh, did last year. On the show floor. But what I'm wondering is, you know, uh, last year, VR was supposed to be a really big thing. And VR came, and it didn't really make the big splash that a lot of people thought it was going to. So I, do, well, I was just wondering if Oculus... Choosing not to attend E3 yeah. this year. Or will PlayStation VR be represented? Yeah. Like, you remember when Vita kind of got uh, silenced at some of the, the subsequent conferences? Yeah. yeah. That can happen again. It happened to Virtual I mean, Boy. There's a precedent. My my guess is, you know, as you noted, Damon, last year was the launch. It's just over yeah. a year ago of Oculus. Uh, the touch controllers came out in December, I think it was. It was yeah. And yeah. they just sort of 
cut the price to effectively make it a bundle. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I guess you can still buy them, buy everything separately. But you know, touch is sort of now officially part of the Oculus ecosystem. My guess is they're skipping E3 this year because they probably just have a pile of games in development that are just early and not ready to show. And I'll, I, I would. I would be willing to bet a, an in and out burger that they're back with a with a strong showing next year at E3 when they've got when they've got a pile of software that's further along. There was actually uh, a lot of talk at Dice uh, earlier this year about VR and how it didn't really necessarily have the commercial impact everyone wanted it to or may have uh, inflated. Mean eight hundred dollar devices didn't, didn't take off like yeah. they thought. Like they, that's they a good way to put it. I'm shocked. The commercial impact, whereas like I think it impacted game development. Yeah, and, and they were saying a lot of pe- they are still committed to it as a a long term process. They're not. They didn't see VR most of the people developing. They said they didn't see it as this is a two year goal to get to this point where it's commercially That's viable really and this big thing. So we may see it again a year or two down the line. Uh, as Ryan's saying, it may just not be yeah. the timing. Like Google Glass is just going to come back at some point. Uh, Society don't. rejected <laughs> Google Glass. <laughs> well, it'll come back. They're those Snapchat glasses now. Yeah. That's their thing, right? That's right. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, no. Uh, no, I just like as, as someone who's uh, followed the video game industry yeah. his whole life and someone who is waiting for virtual reality to become a commercial reality all his life, uh, I'm just, I'm, you know, still kind of following the, the the VR scene and still waiting for it, waiting for the killer app, yeah, yeah, uh, and waiting for real, you know, mass adoption of the device. I still, I don't know. Well, I guess that's not true. You know, Brian Altano owns PSVR. I think he might be the only person I know actually owns uh, mm-hmm. their own VR device. It's just they made it was it was making such a lot of news last year, and then uh, no, I don't, no one bought it. Mm-hmm. Like you said yourself, you're a big Psychonauts fan, and you just haven't played yeah, haven't the latest played. Psychonauts game because have it's a VR game. Easy access to VR stuff at yeah. work. I have an Oculus at my desk. <laughs> like it's at my desk. I played that uh, uh, Cliff Blazinski's robot game. Oh, Robo Recall. That's yeah. not Cliff's. Game. No, sorry, yeah, but, sorry. Uh, Epic. Uh, it's Epic. Epic. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, uh, I played that game, and it was really fun. But yeah, I haven't played the Psychonauts game. Super cool. Have you guys played that? The second one? No, uh, the, the robot game. No, Robo Recall, it's Robo Recall. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you, you, you should play. Uh, you can like shoot and, and bullets and block bullets with your hands, which is really fun. You can throw your gun in the air and catch it. Yeah. Like, that feels awesome. But you can also just grab the robots and just shake them to death. Yeah. They're just they're, like it's really easy to kill them, and they're just all over you all the time. I think uh, Wilson's Heart just came out for Oculus, which I've What's previewed that? a couple times. It's. Uh, do you guys remember Twisted Pixel? Great mm. developer, yeah. made a lot of great live arcade games. Yeah. Explosion Man. Explosion Man, The Maw, Comic yeah. uh, Jumper, Ms. Explosion Man. <laughs> and, uh, and then they sort of ended. Microsoft bought them. They released Loco Cycle. <sighs> they're yeah, they're right. one and only bad game so far. And then Microsoft's, uh, and then, well, they, they mutually parted ways. They're independent again. They've been working on this, this Wilson's Heart game, which, as I said, I previewed a couple times, including recently. And I believe it just came out like last it's an week. Game. It's an Oculus Touch game, and it is basically a uh, you're you're in an Alfred Hitchcock movie. It's black and white. You're in a mental institution, mm-hmm. and there's all these sort of environmental puzzles. Nice. It, it was pretty fun in the couple times I played it. So if you've got an Oculus at your desk, give it a look. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if we reviewed it or not. I have to check. Hmm. I do like the uh, super hot VR experience. Oh my gosh, playing hot, that last super time. Super funny too. But these are all games I don't want to play for more than two hours for sure. Yeah. So. That's one issue. Like, I can play Zelda for like eight hours straight. <laughs> I feel super guilty. You think you'll it. ever get a VR Zelda game made by made by Nintendo? Not made by Nintendo. <laughs> Might be some dirty spinoffs. They're really controlling those stories. That's another Zelda. thing about VR that's a little bit weird right now. Is that when we first had the Oculus in the office, people made whatever they wanted for that thing, and we had this. This we would have like this. You know the uh, Star Trek. Uh, um, bridge, bridge you just walk around that. Mm-hmm. No, no, just like somebody made this. Oh, uh, just a recreation. You know? Or you just like yeah. get on a roller coaster, or you know, like there's all these cool, just crazy, wacky workshop demos. Yeah, like that is totally not what I'm seeing out of the the system now. Yeah, well, it's like so an orderly shop with a set amount of games. I and, see. Because like when dev units went out. Uh, quite a long ways before it was commercially available, so yeah. people were just making this crazy. That stuff. was like the creative explosion, yeah. and it's like, I think contracted a little bit since then. All right, let's check in with listeners. Someone's someone. Hello, is, listeners. Thank you, Tony. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> listeners. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at igen.com, just like Brian E. in Jaffrey, New Hampshire, did, and he says, "Scoop, 
to you, Damon, Sam, and mystery guests. I've owned an iteration of the 3DS since its launch, with my current model being the new 3DS XL Monster Hunter Edition. I'll admit when I saw the new, t- new 2DS XL, I really liked the look and I understand their reasoning behind it. And like most things Nintendo does, I wanted it immediately, even though I don't actually need it. But it got me thinking. Every year I've attended PAX East, and I always look forward to spending time in the handheld lounge, street passing with the thousands of other 3DS owners. This year was the first year where, in the five days I spent in Boston, I never once touched my 3DS. Why? Because I have my Switch. I commend Nintendo on doubling down on the DS being relevant for at least another year, but even with the new Fire Emblem and Pikmin already pre-ordered, I'm concerned that in the end I'll be repeating to myself the same thing I keep asking while playing Persona 5 and other non-Nintendo titles. I wish I was playing this on my Switch. So my question is, have any of you who own a 3DS used it since the Switch's release, and do you feel the same sense of concern juggling between the two going forward? Yeah, that's what we were just talking about earlier. I have not touched my 3DS once since the Switch came out. Or have I? Um, now, Nintendo, uh, Jose Otero actually spoke to Reggie fils recently, and he said that they're going to keep supporting the 3DS through 2018. Yeah, okay. Uh, so games will still be coming for at least the next year or so. Uh, but beyond that, yeah, I don't know, and I don't really have a ton of intention of using my 3DS anytime soon. And the reason I wouldn't worry about it only because, hey, even if, the, even if this is it for 3DS... He's he's clearly gotten his money's worth. Sure. Like he's clearly enjoyed yeah. the heck out of it. Now he's playing Switch, and it's just like, all right, if that's it for 3DS, you'll have your retro yeah, library on your yeah. 3DS. Maybe yeah. you even want the 2DS for that because it'll be the best way to play. No, don't play no, I don't think games. you should buy it. Don't <laughs> don't, know, spend, don't spend more money on. Uh, he <laughs> says he doesn't need it. The new 3DS XL is plenty good. I think the 2DS, the new 2DS XL is more of a market for like they've realized they're not using the 3D really anymore at all yeah. in that system. So why not? package it for a lower price and get everyone who has held off buying it more of an incentive. Pokemon will continue to be on 3DS. So if you enjoy Pokemon... Still, you know, I I would say if Nintendo wants to sell more Switches, put an, an, an exclusive Pokemon game on the Switch. Yeah. Hopefully we'll find out if Stars is a real thing. I or mean, not. <laughs> Black and White 2 came out into the, on DS way into the into 3DS the, life yeah. cycle. It's just, that's what those are going to be on. They're going to be on the system they sold the most of and that's yeah. what 3DS is right now. Uh, the concern to me, and concern is in quotes because we're talking about video games, uh, is that like Fire Emblem is a, a 3DS exclusive, you know, not coming to the Switch as we as we know. And so it's like I would rather just continue playing on my Switch, but I gotta like dig out my 3DS, and I don't know. I, it's it's a little bit weird, it but like there probably are gonna be games that are still better on 3DS because it has unique capabilities. It can slam shell really nicely, doesn't get hurt in your purse. <laughs> I know you have that problem. Uh, purse, but, I, I, have a lot, I always keep rocks in my purse. Like seriously, the Switch is my not, doesn't it's seem not the easiest thing to move around, you know. But oh, there's also things like uh, the two screens, which I think are pretty cool, and I've always liked yeah. that feature about them. One's a touch screen, you can do different things with it. So yeah, I mean, I'd love a Pikmin on Switch immediately, but I, I want to see how they've adapted it to that two screen functionality. See if it's different. See if it's worth it. Now uh, you could probably play it on your Switch vertically. Mm, maybe. Well, they don't like that. Be a little weird. that yet? They don't really have a solution for playing games for controlling them vertically. Neither did the links, but they didn't stop. And they didn't stop them. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Uh, No, I I know they're like seventy-five million market stopped them. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Seventy-five million 3ds's out there, and it's cool. Nintendo's continuing to support that platform, but like, just like a month after Fire Emblem is out, just make it downloadable on the Switch. I'd take that. Yeah, just just throw it on there. Well, who's to say they will never maybe remaster it also for Switch at some point? Yeah. It's a possibility. This is Kevin from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Cool. He says, a few weeks back, you were all talking about potential names for the Xbox Scorpio. While there are lots of great ideas, yeah, we had some great ideas. Scorpion? <laughs> uh, I think the best one is actually the Xbox One Elite. But the problem with this is that you will remember a few years back, Microsoft already released a console named the Xbox One Elite. It was a first-generation Xbox One with a one-terabyte drive and came packaged with an Elite controller for 500 bucks. So my question is, would Microsoft just be able to ignore that they already released a console with that particular name and then release a whole new console with the Elite name? They I could, but they won't. I hope they do, he says. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would be... They want to make a big splash with Project Scorpio, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, there, there's a lot riding on this yeah. thing. So, no, but they're not going to use a name they've literally already used. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be something else. I have said probably on this show before and other shows, I'm on the... Just it's going to be just Xbox. Yeah, they're just going to. That drop. is a name they've already used. 
Well, but not. But it's been a while. Yeah. This. Do you, Do you um, think it might also fall in the the form of Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One other letter? Nah. No, you no, don't. I, it'll do probably be something else if it's not just Xbox. But what letter are you thinking? Two S's. Two S's. Xbox <laughs> Ones. Yeah. Well, so if it's a if scorpion, it's just, not a snake. If it's just the Xbox, what happens to Xbox One? Does that just get phased out? Uh, no, that'll meaning. be the that would be like the you know it'll be the bottom end yeah. version. You know, it's like well, you've got your Xbox or the Xbox One. Mm. Can it work? I, I, they're gonna tag some other word on it. I mean, I, mm. I, I would like to see it just be called Xbox, and mm. then they. Wasn't can, there a 360 like without a disc drive or something like that? No, that never happened. That never happened. Okay, well, there was the one that came with uh, no hard drive, and it had uh, very little things you could do with it. That was, well, that was the on. original, the, the arcade, yeah. oh, Xbox yes. 360 the Xbox, arcade. That's what I'm thinking of, the arcade. Yeah, so that's like their lower-end model, right? Sam, what do you want to be called? Project Scorpio. As long as it plays my uh, HD DVDs, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I have bad news for you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. And our uh, suggestion this week comes from Wasim in uh, Victoria on Vancouver Island. Cool. And wow. he uh, was very kind enough. He's, he visited That's Japan. Border. He visited Japan recently and uh, brought me back a souvenir. It's a little uh, book that went along with the release of Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidra. I believe it's all monsters attack, all out monster attack. Uh, he oh, found awesome. this uh, while shopping in uh, Tokyo. Oh, look at Mothra. Yeah. Does Mothra still exist in that universe? Yes. So well, I mean, Mothras? this universe is kind of gone now. They sort of retconned it with uh, Shin Godzilla. Wait, we're waiting to see what they do with the other monsters in that yeah. universe, too. Uh, but he also is that Mothra just sitting on top of Godzilla's head? Yeah, he's probably, like, out. charging up Godzilla's power or something. Hey, buddies. Yeah, well, they usually end up helping each other out to fight <laughs> King Ghidra. Gotcha. Uh, Wasim says, uh, I thought I would sneak in a little letter here while I'm at it. I have been a daily viewer of most of IGN content for over a decade. Nice. I am probably what you would consider being the silent majority of your viewers. I have never commented on the video, but I've always enjoyed the content yourself and the rest of the team provides me daily. Once again, sincerely, thank you. Please thank the other scoopers, including the shark for me if possible, with a handshake or a high five. I don't know who the shark is. Finnegan. Is he? Yeah. Sean the shark, Finnegan? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Sean. Uh, that's like a joke from 10 Eamon years ago. doesn't know any of his coworkers. That's <laughs> the secret. He has no idea who any of us are. Are you sure you didn't have a shark on with Ryan Geddes? Well, we uh, talked Ryan about there was, a long, uh, there was a long-running debate on who would win in a fight, a shark or an octopus. Oh, I don't know yeah. if that's really what he's talking about. Okay, who won? Uh, obviously the shark. Some people have tried to fabricate video of, a, of an octopus killing a shark. That's fake news. <laughs> Wasim says, whilst, whilst walking the streets of Ikebukuro and finding these vintage Godzilla posters and books, I recall that you may appreciate them and grabbed one that looked weird enough. If anyone else goes there, it's outside the Tokyo Metropolitan Theater in a flea market. And while I'm at it, I always wanted to submit my game for video game 20, qu- 20 questions. Do you think it's going to be a Godzilla? Godzilla, yeah. <laughs> Godzilla 2 for NES? Godzilla versus the monsters. Let the questioning begin. Godzilla destroy all monsters. Remember, if you guess wrong, you, you wanna, lose. So. Uh, you start this one off. Well, I. What's the? Are we still sticking with the first question as always? What or? is the first question in in your mind? Uh, <laughs> uh, was this game released uh, before? No, we never asked that no? first. No, it's usually it's okay, something. Though. I'd rather I have hear what to. you 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 ask okay. first. I thought it used to be first. Um, Should be first, maybe. <laughs> uh, hmm. Was this game released before January first, two thousand? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's find out if it is before 1990. Uh, was it released before January 1st, 1990? Yes. Yes. But I didn't ask that in the form of a question, so it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Before 1990. All right. That, so is this game... Jonathan, you can was this, ga- <laughs> was this game released was on the Nintendo Entertainment System? No. Okay. okay. Well, that's... Uh, was this game in an... Uh, Released in the arcade. Yes. Okay. But it could have been on other stuff too, because everything's ported. You know? I know that's the problem. Like you know, so many cool, like you know, Ninja Turtles two, the arcade game came to NES, yeah. and Narc came to NES. But you eliminated all those. You did a good job. I know. So it's. <laughs> uh, is this before 1983? No. All right. See, so it gets a little bit tricky then. Okay. So we're in uh, the so arcade Sega Master, 93 Master System. 
Well, we we definitely have that. It's arcade, correct? Yeah, it could be NPCs and stuff, but or let's yeah, arcade is helpful. Arcade. True. Yeah. It's um, do you play as a human in this game? Yes. Ooh. Human play. <laughs> Sounds sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into human play mostly. <laughs> I'm weird like that. Um. It uh, does this game have sequels? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like Double Dragon to me. That uh, was on NES, sorry. So you did a good uh, job with NES questions. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. we got that out of the way. Uh, could Does this game have multiplayer of some kind? Yes. Okay, so it's ah, a okay. two-player brawler. I was Yeah, I was going to say for genre next. Uh, is this game a brawler? Mm, ooh. Not strictly, no. Okay. Not, really. not, not strictly. Not really. <laughs> That's it's, a good uh, hint. Actually, yeah. It's just it's just not a brawler. Not a brawler. That. Okay. <laughs> uh, was this really? Uh, was this developed in Japan? Yes. That's ten. I'm I'm now going to like a couple of my favorite games, but I don't know if they were '80s or if it if the calendar had flipped to the '90s. You remember the? Uh, they finally got re-released on. 360 live arcade at the end of the 360s life cycle, but uh, D and D Tower of Doom and Shadow over Mistara, they well, never. Those, those are brawlers for sure, right? Well, they're I don't know they they they're kind of RPGs of the time. Oh, okay, I they're, they're probably not the answer to this question because I think they're probably after 1990. But yeah, multiplayer in the late era arcades without that is is a little bit strange. We had Rampart on here before, and that was a really hard one. So by this way. it could be. Was I'm trying to think of. I'm thinking Sega. Well, that's, I was just gonna. Yeah. Th I was just thinking uh, Daytona USA. Yeah, that's. But, I think that's after the '80s. I, that's. Yeah, you're right. Daytona. Uh, does your character have a gun in this game? No. No. Okay. What would that eliminate? Uh, I was just trying to think of if it's a shoot, shooting game or not, sort of thing. Oh, okay. um, like Terminator. Oh, Terminator I mean, he, Two. What is he nice. couldn't answer whether it was a brawler. Then he decided it was a brawler. So it's not well, a driving it's game. Decided right? it's not a brawler. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's... Is this based yeah. on a license? No. Ooh, that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're a little bit stuck here. Ask about sequels. Already we did. did. We did. We did ask about Definitely sequels. Definitely have sequels. sequels. Um, wow, yeah, that's, that's good. So... And it could be a game that's in the arcade that we don't associate with the arcade. That it had an arcade version, but then we were just like, "Oh yeah, you know." And it's Japan, so it's not something like Gauntlet. What What was What was big in arcades besides brawlers and racing games? <laughs> oh, totally, I know. That's I know. the thing. It's just like where it's super weird. Uh, like because that's where he plays a huge top-down yeah. combat games, which are not. I would like brawlers. that NBA Jam was later, and that whole like yeah. the arcade sports genre mm -hmm. was later. Yeah, there could be this could be a sports game still though, you know, and like, oof. yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but multiplayer, multiplayer and sequels. <clears throat> wow, you really got us in yeah. a bind here. Uh, How about uh, should we narrow it down by company, or is that too <sighs> egregious? I mean, or or theme, we can always go sci-fi or fantasy and stuff like that. Because I'd really like to know if yeah. it's a Sega game. I mean, yeah, we still have a few questions to use. And then there's that. also uh, the the question line of um, now if we did the sequels. Yeah, is this a Sega game? Yes. All right. Okay. Sega. All right. Makers so of Sonic. Yes. Sonic. <laughs> uh, so we have um, if multiplayer. Multiplayer. Makes Sega. We have Alien game. Syndrome. We have okay. possibly Fantasy Zone. I can't remember if that's multiplayer. I don't think it is. We have the one where you're going into the foreground that was like super advanced at its time. I forget the name of that game. Um, it looks like 3D World. It's a really famous game. Alien Syndrome is pretty good though. Did, did that have sequels? Um, nope. So that's not very good. Have we asked about vehicles at all? Or No. Okay. And, then, and then, well, what games on Sega from that time do you I'm, think? I've, I'm drawing a blank on specific what about games. Altered Beast? Did that have a sequel? That's a good, gets a good I think so. Is that, is that just a brawler? Yeah. Be, is that 
I don't think that's a two-player game. Mm-hmm. No, you can play two players. Yeah. I was just playing it in a bar a week weird. or two ago. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's really uh, cool. So maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. Could be. It has um, sequels. Yes. But yeah. isn't that just a brawl? I feel like that, yeah, that would constitute. Fantasy Star was single player and it was never in an arcade, right? Yeah, that no, wouldn't be in an arcade. Um, Jeez. <laughs> uh, can you turn into animals in this? No. Okay. <laughs> uh. Wow. <laughs> you are a human. You are a human. I mean, I, I, I think of his golden axe and like it's freaking a brawler, you know? Yeah. Uh, Sega. Sega, 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 Sega. Are we going to get this one? I hope so. <sighs> All right. Um, I should, maybe I should specify that I think of a brawler as like a fisticuffs, double dragon, final fight kind of game. And, and, it's, and it's not that. Right. I see what you're saying. Right. So, so yeah. weapons could be involved. Yeah. Um, can you ride or, creatures in this game? Yes. Right, so it is axe. golden axe. Okay. <laughs> um, well, let's draw this out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> can you kick gnomes in this game? Yes. Oh, it's just so mean. What a mean uh, game. Uh, is Julius Thunderclad in this game? Yes. All right. All right. It's definitely probably Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. It's probably. That's really cool. Yeah. Is this Golden Axe? Yeah. It's not Golden Axe 2 yes. Revenge of Death Adder? I'm surprised you didn't go with the uh, popular line of questioning. At the end of the game, can you jump out of. Yeah. Did the characters <laughs> jump out of the arcade game and chase the player outside of the arcade? Yeah. Do you get to see yourself beat the game? Wait, really? Yeah. You, you, oh, wow. It's like yeah. three dorks. I only ever played it on the at the end. system. Yeah. I don't remember doing that. I don't know if it's the same ending or not, but at least in oh, the arcades. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, Golden Axe, released in 1989 in the arcades. I think it came to Sega Genesis in yes. that, that same year. Uh, but would you you would think you think of Golden Axe as a brawler or a hack and slash? I think hack yeah, and slash. Yeah, that's a really good point, Damon. Fair. I don't know what to call Thanks. it. Uh, I owned a, a Golden Axe cabinet for many years. An actual cabinet. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then I actually sold it to a fan of IGN. Well, there's no actual cabinets. Cabinets. That one's a conversion. So you'd get a kit and you'd change another cabinet into it. So what every about the art on the cabinet, though. That's an interesting story. Okay. So the side art of the cabinet uh, is an axe and a sword and the words golden axe and like a triangle. And they came in giant sticker paper. Oh, cool. So what you would oh. do is you take a cabinet, Zevius, for instance, you'd paint the whole thing black. And this kills me to this day. And then you put the Golden Axe logo on the you side. Just cover up whatever. You swap was out the control point. panel, yeah. which is like you would like saw it, or you had to get a sticker and put it on. And you, you just converted this other game to to Golden Axe. You even had the bezel, Pretty the paper cool. bezel. Yeah. So my copy of Golden Axe was in, and it pains me to say this, an Asteroids Deluxe cabinet, mm. which is really crazy. And I, you can just stop me anytime oh, I like because that. Asteroids Deluxe reverses its screen. When you look into Asteroids Deluxe, you're looking at a mirror, and the screen is playing the game completely mirrored backwards below it. So it's projecting up onto a screen, uh, uh, a mirror at the back mm. of the game, and then you're looking at that mirror. So the whole game's backwards. So what they had to do was take all that out, <laughs> just gut it, and just mount a screen normally in it, and then and make it uh, Asteroids Deluxe Golden Axe. Golden Axe Deluxe. Golden Axe Deluxe. So there are three playable characters beautiful. in Golden Axe. Uh, does the arcade support three players? Or just two? Two. Yeah, it's just three playable characters, but only two people can play, right? Yep, you got the Valkyrie, the Barbarian, yeah. and of course, Julius Thunderclad, yep. the Dwarf. Well, I'm glad you got there. I needed to yeah, it was great. help you out there. And thank you for the suggestion and the cool Godzilla book, Wasim. And that brings us to the end of uh, all the scoops we have this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Ryan. Them's the scoops. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out.
so far away You should have seen it coming You found out yesterday Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.